good afternoon from the University of Southern California, and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Monday, February 23, 2015. I'm Faith Miller. Mayor Eric Garcetti joined Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia aboard the battleship Iowa to celebrate a tentative five-year port labor contract. A deal was reached Friday between the International Longshore and Warehouse Union and the Pacific Maritime Association, which represents port employers. The labor dispute disrupted ports along the West Coast and businesses across the country. Several vessels waiting to be unloaded or unloaded have sat untouched along the coastline for weeks. The executive director of the Port of L.A., Gene Soroka, says the priority now is to get cargo moving. Today behind me, we are working 22 vessels. We have 35 more ships at anchor at our breakwater and two dozen more on their way pointed to Los Angeles and Long Beach. There is much work to do. But we also have the largest and most skilled labor force in North America. And in the weeks ahead, those men and women will be working hard day and night to help us clear the cargo backlog. The agreement must still be ratified by both sides. The details of the proposed contract haven't been released. Even before the labor dispute, the port was experiencing congestion. The two mayors said they will work together to make sure cargo is distributed more efficiently. A report released today says an explosion at a Torrance ExxonMobil oil refinery was caused by overpressurization in an air pollution control system. The South Coast Air Quality Management District says the cause of the increase in pressure is under investigation. The report also said it was not ash that rained over, out over the factory in nearby co- neighborhoods. It was a chemical compound that has trace amounts of a harmless metal, some fiberglass and glass wool. The explosion last Wednesday injured four people. A briefing will be given tonight during the Torrance Council meeting. California Attorney General Kamala Harris announced she is sponsoring two bills supporting the investigation of transnational crimes in California. The first bill would make money laundering affiliated with organized crime a basis for wiretapping. The second would allow the government to preserve assets obtained by criminal activity to be used as evidence in court. Jeff Tsai is a California Special Assistant Attorney General. He says the bills will allow the state to tackle the problem at its source. 30 to $40 billion is laundered and, and illicit proceeds here in the state of California. By targeting through this legislation, this kind of financial pipeline, we really can go after the organizations where it hurts. 70% of methamphetamine entering the United States comes through the port in San Diego. These imports also contribute to money laundering in California. Los Angeles police officials say there are no credible threats to the L.A. area after a terrorist group threatened to attack U.S., U.K., and Canadian shopping malls. The Somalia-based group released a video calling for other terrorist organizations to attack western shopping areas. The country's largest mall, Mall of America in Minnesota, was one of the shopping centers mentioned. As a precaution, LAPD is providing security advice to mall operators and encouraging shoppers to remain aware of their surroundings. Garcetti and other city officials were in North Hollywood's Arts District today to unveil their latest project. Alex Duplessis reports. The city's trying to make the streets more people-friendly. So in North Hollywood's Arts District today, officials embarked on a kind of reverse engineering effort. We're here today in a repurposed roadway where we have taken what used to be a section of street for cars. 
That's Valerie Watson, who leads the People Street program for the city of Los Angeles. And I've repurposed it with colorful pavement treatments, perimeter planters, and other design features like movable furnishings, tables, chairs, umbrellas, as space for people to enjoy. The $50,000 project aims to make city streets more active, vibrant, and accessible. Alex Duplessis, Annenberg Radio News. Transportation businesses and startups gathered today to introduce ride splitting. It's a program that allows people to share their Uber or Lyft ride with strangers to decrease the cost of transportation. Camille Riquiestas investigates further. Businesses from across the United States gathered this morning at the Live Ride Share Conference to support this idea in hopes of decreasing traffic for Angelinos and lowering the emission of gas in the air. Their goal? 100,000 cars off the road by the year 2020. Susan Shaheen is the Director of Innovative Mobility Research at UC Berkeley, and she says it is still too early to tell, but there is hope that Los Angeles can reach this goal. Well, it depends on scale, and that's really what this comes down to, is how many people can we get to take their cars off the road? And that means either a vehicle sale or a postponed car purchase. But we do need to see it happen on a regional basis. When Shaheen asked users why they decided to use services such as Uber instead of buses or taxis, this is what she found. When we asked users, well, why are you shifting away? They said, well, time savings, cost savings, mobility benefits, the trains are crowded. The question of how it is possible to reduce the amount of cars on the road was still unanswered in the conference. And Shaheen says there's still more research that needs to be done. Camille Riquiestas? Annenberg Radio News. Homeless men and women are flocking to a South Los Angeles spa for a day of free pampering. Megan Coyle reports. Today is the second annual Pamper Me Day, where Awesome Hair Salon provides free haircuts, manicures, and facials to the homeless in South L.A. Several people were returning participants to the Slauson Avenue Spa, like Martina Tagalo, who hasn't had a haircut since last year's event. I always wait for uh, every year for this event because it's a really special event. Each hairstylist at the salon gets to know the clients in order to make them look and feel their best. Employee Asia Marie Schaaf believes she's just doing her part to bring more beauty to the world. You can't just get in someone's hair without having an understanding of who they are and what they want to look like. The event was organized by Sheila Thorne of the Women of Color Entrepreneur Directory, who is homeless but now tries to help those in transition. I'm just giving back. Someone gave me a boost, so I'm giving, I'm paying it forward by giving a boost back to those who are less fortunate, just so that they can feel better about themselves and see themselves in a better way. The owner of Awesome Hair hopes to make these events more frequent, so people can feel confident and beautiful more often. Megan Coyle, Annenberg Radio News. Though it's considered the biggest night in film, last night's Oscars made headlines for several political statements as well. Alana Bracken reports. From Patricia Arquette's equal pay plug to screenwriter Graham Moore's instructions to stay weird, many Academy Award winners last night chose to use their screen time to talk politics. Though topics like racial inequality and immigration reform are on everyone's minds these days, some viewers question whether the award show is an appropriate platform for these issues. University of Southern California students like Lily Parrish think that mixing politics and entertainment takes away from the achievements of the winners. I think that they should really just 
uh, keep them most, mostly separate so that the true entertainment and art can actually really speak for itself without the political aspects behind it. However, Taylor Serafin, also a USC student, thinks that celebrities have a moral responsibility to use their fame to discuss topics they care about. Obviously, there's going to be opposing viewpoints, but in terms of women's rights, I think it's a great way for both actresses and actors to kind of get their message across. Though the occasional political plug is not unusual for the event, most viewers agree that this year's Oscars were more politically charged than usual. Alana Bracken, Annenberg Radio News. If you've ever wondered about the origins of curious words and phrases, here's Giovanni Mujayez with today's Root Source. Pot. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. How did the word for a common kitchen instrument become slang for marijuana? Actually, the origin of pot has nothing to do with culinary tools or Rachel Ray's cooking show. You're, you're, you're slamming the egg down. It's an yeah. egg. The word came into use in America in the late 1930s. It is a shortening of the Spanish pataguaya or pataguaya that came from potacion de guaya, a wine or brandy in which marijuana buds have been steeped. It literally means the drink of grief, a rather depressing definition for a plant often associated with bliss. Caitlin Nisley's story may sound old and tired. Midwestern girl moves to Hollywood to try to make it as an actress. But the 24-year-old is already just one audition away from being in the Groundlings comedy troupe, which is often a springboard to SNL. I talked to Nisley about her acting. I got trained in a little bit of everything and then sort of focused in on comedy and TV. Can you tell me a little bit about your improv work? Yes. Um, okay, so when I was in New York, I started doing improv at Upright Citizens Brigade, which is Amy Poehler's school, and um, The Pit, and I kind of fell in love with it. It's really fun and exhilarating, and you get to just make stupid stuff up with people on stage, which is so fun. Um, and when I kind of realized that I wanted to stay in the comedy realm, I looked into The Groundlings at, uh, in L.A., which is a comedy school that a lot of um, famous character actors have come out of, like Kristen Wiig, Will Ferrell, Phil Hartman, all those, a lot of SNL people. Um, and I decided that I kind of wanted to take, go through their program and work on character comedy. You do have a couple of characters. I'm oh assuming. my! <laughs> can you <laughs> can you show us some of them? Um, sure. Yeah, I had one. <laughs> like larger than life character her name's Sherry she's um she's sort of like a Jane Lynch type character uh this is what she sounds like <laughs> yeah Tom Cat I gotta tell ya I uh I handle my men like I handle my dogs I I wrangle them to the ground and I show them who's boss huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's fun <laughs> um I also have um I have a boss like a a crazy in your face like boss woman who uh who, you know, just talks and talks. So she's kind of like, um, listen, Carrie, I love you. You're doing great here. You're my best columnist. You are amazing. But listen, once you have kids, it's all over. Trust me. What you need is a nanny. <laughs> if I didn't have my nanny, Rita, I don't know what I would do. 
Nanny Rita, that sounds like a happy hour special. <laughs> Speaking of which, you got a drink? So she's just like really <laughs> quick and um, spitfire. I have a lot of different people. I have a, um, like a really weird girl who's, she's just like really nervous. And um, she's just like, thank you. Thank you, Steve, for spinning that bottle and landing it on me. This is my first seven minutes in heaven. And I'm, I'm really excited to kiss you. So <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of weird voices and characters it's fun because um with that kind of world they say to like hone in on a physical feature or a, a dialect or an accent or something and then kind of fill out the character from there so it's a really cool way to like connect uh with these people that you're portraying what do you hope to do with these characters what's your dream job oh um my dream job would be saturday night live for sure um which is kind of fun because with the groundlings program you can um if you get to a certain point with them and are performing in their company, you do uh, a lot of times get scouted by SNL and those types of shows. So ideally, that would be my dream is to do that. But honestly, like I love TV as well, and I love character work, and there are a lot of uh, opportunities for character actors in TV and film. So pretty much whatever breaks through first is kind of you know what I want to do. But I would say SNL is definitely the dream. Is there anybody that inspired you to join SNL or have that be your dream? Yeah, definitely. I would say, like, just the group of really strong women who went through in, like, the early 2000s, 90s, um, like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig, all of them. I mean, they're just so good, <laughs> and they're so um, independent and confident, and they're not afraid to be ugly. I, I mean, really, with women in comedy, you get a lot of, you know, having to look a certain way and do all that and they just completely tore down all those barriers and walls and I think that's really awesome. How do you get on SNL? I only know like oh. the YouTube star route so how totally. do you do it? Uh, there's no set way of succeeding in anything in this industry which is why it is so difficult. There's a lot of different things you can do. I say try and do everything because <laughs> you never know which one's going to get you found. I'd say just as much as you can just perform. Get your, get your work out there. Get people to see it. It doesn't matter if you're getting paid for it yet. Just, you know, have fun doing it, and people will eventually start to notice you. Those are all my questions, but any parting thoughts? Oh, follow your dreams. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Caitlin Nisley is an improv comedian and actress in L.A. Twelve people were hospitalized at Wesleyan University this weekend after they overdosed on a bad batch of the party drug MDMA, better known as Molly. Annaberg TV News has the details as well as USC student reactions tonight at ATVN.org. That's it for this Monday. For all of us here at Annaberg Radio News, I'm Faith Miller. This is me.